Let's start. Let's go. Let's get through this shit. Go. I'm Henry Kelly. Oh, I didn't think about this. <laughs> In your faces. I'm Superman. <laughs> Got you there, I'll hasn't he? I'll be um, Jack Sparrow. And this is... <laughs> what is this? It's a watching. Oh, wait. Am I too off iTunes? It's kind of distracting. <laughs> Sorry. You're going to start again, or is that the intro? No, that's the intro. Yes! Of course it's the intro. The Oblivion soundtrack. It's apt. It, it is It is me talking about that I'm listening to the Oblivion soundtrack is some way fitting with what we're now going to talk about, so there you go. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to a podcast. How are you guys doing? Super. Oh, look at this. All the hints about what's going to be in the show. This is amazing. We're, gonna, we're, we're, we're like previewing the bitch out of this. Yeah. Super duper, guys. I I can you preview the bit chat or something? I'm not sure if that's the accurate phrase. But I'm going to go with it because, you know, it sounds good to me. Sounds all right. We'll apologise if people complain, but until then, we'll go with what we want. <laughs> yeah. First of all, happy birthday, Martin. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Martin. Happy birthday to you. I'll, I'll cut that out. I'll, I'll cut that out, Martin. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's twenty nine now. I just wrote that song for you. Just there now. <laughs> that was beautiful. Twenty nine. A baby. D nine. Phil's the granddaddy. You shut. You, you shut your faces, both. I'm of you. the daddy, and Martin's the baby. Like that. that that's why it was like it was on the new poster for the uh, three men and the baby. <laughs> yeah. See, it all fits. You see, Martin, you complain. Yeah. You complain. I complain. Oh. <laughs> Too late. It fits. <laughs> Done. Done. Exactly. Yeah. Done. Move on. So, how have you all been? Good. Yeah, been playing yeah, my 3DS some more. Loving it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loving your one. fire emblem. Loving my fire emblem. No one dies. Hashtag no one dies. How many have died? Loads of them. <laughs> How many have died? Loads. <laughs> like, properly loads. You can't play Fire Emblem without loads of people dying. I was playing it on, like, classic hard, like, classic difficult on hard. And I was, like, on to, like, the third battle, and I was getting massacred. It's like, you know what? I need, I need to go and play this through normal first, kind of get my feet in. Because people are dying. So I'm playing it on normal without the dying at the moment. And then okay. once I, I'm going to go back through with the dying turned on. How many hours have you put into it so far? Only about four or five, I think. Oh, not long. Not long. Not that long. Then loads into about 20 odd hours into Monster Hunter. I've put about 10 into Bioshock Infinite. That good? Is that right? I've heard meh. Yeah, it's very good. No, it's very good. Very good. good The mayors are wrong. Fair enough. 
And I'm going to probably drop £6 something to get uh, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns on the old uh, PSN store from America. Cough, cough. Thank what? you, Martin. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Good old Stevie Richards on his Twitter. Follow him, Michael Manor. He's brilliant on there. Yeah. And he pointed out that Fire Emblem Pro... Uh, sorry, Fire Emblem Pro? That makes no sense. Fire Pro Wrestling Returns is now on US PSN, not on UK PSN, which is a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. But, but you know, it's easy enough to set up a US account like I did with my address being, I think it's... your address is Universal Studios, Florida. No, I think I, I think I think I went for the White House. Did you? <laughs> I think so. And you can pick up uh, PSN cards easy enough, you know, when you go to certain websites. Like £10 is £6.74. And Fire Pro Wrestling is $10 on the US store. So, you know, there you go, £6 for a classic PS2 game. It's yeah. been hardly available in the UK, so... Exactly. It, it did come out, didn't it? But it was very restricted, and you can it, only... It was, it was released in Italy, I think, the PAL version only, so... Yeah, it's like £70 it, uh, to import it or something ridiculous. Ridiculous. So. Ridiculous. That's and what I'm going to do. Trust me, I'm, I've tried looking, and I've looked into it and tried <laughs> to get it, but... No. Did you look in Italy? Yeah, yeah, I tried to actually... I actually bought an Ital- Italian dictionary as well. Wow, that's effort. <laughs> the website. Nowadays, most people use Google. <laughs> yes, it was back then, of course. <laughs> it's just back in the pre-internet days, Jared. Come on. It was back ages. I must have a book. <laughs> I must have a book because I don't know what to click on here. Before what, what I is that? Uh, <laughs> Fire Pro Wrestling. What yes. is it? That's if you ring up the shop. The game shop in Rome. That's, that's Italian that you just said there. Wibble, wibble. No. The I think you'll find uh, the actual Italian phrases. I like to buy the final pro wrestlinger. But they'll give us some spaghetti, yes? That, that's, that's how you order it in, in Italian. And that sound is all the Italian people who used to watch <laughs> Lethal Watching yeah. clicking up there. <laughs> all of our Italian fans. Oh. Good, I don't want to speak about those spick bastards. <sighs> Is that the right t- for That's the Italian-Americans turned off, too. Yes, then. <laughs> Screw it. Come on, you mafiosi. I'll take you on. Anyone else want to friend before we get started? Of, um, <laughs> uh, is, is grease balls the right word as well? <laughs> phrase as well? I can't remember. <laughs> trying to remember from, you know, uh, from The Godfather. That's where I'm kind of getting all this front lingo from. But anyway... Hell of an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Martin's birthday, I've offended Italy, and Jared is a poopy head. have you watched?
Um, I watched, well, I think I watched our homework film, which nobody else has watched. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> Screw you guys. I watched um, that, something that, that we will remember from Trailhard, uh, which was the FP. The the FIP. Which has, ads. I don't know what it stands for. It uh, uh, stands for uh, oh, Fraser Park, I think it is. Something like that. Something park. Anyway, it's, uh, as you remember from Trailhard, it's some kind of weird um, freaky eight mile film crossed with Dance Dance Revolution, crossed with cheesy 80 action film tropes. And? And it's alright. <laughs> it's alright. It's it, really pushed. Uh, it's alright. It's alright. It's alright. <laughs> it, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? I'm a, well, I mean, it's obviously indie, if you want to call it indie. I mean, it's, yeah. it's obviously looks like low budget, yeah. you know. But did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Did you like? Did you like, did you like the vibe of the trailer? I, uh, I liked the fact that it was so random, but I wouldn't have said that I particularly enjoyed the trailer. How about you, Martin? See, I thought that it, I could probably laugh at that, but I think the the parts that I'd laugh at weren't meant to be comedy. Yeah. <laughs> For everything that's like gone wrong in the film, kind of thing. Well, the problem is, is that it's a great idea for a trailer, but the idea can't quite sustain itself over the Just entire film. Ninety minutes, or yeah, that's, whatever that, it is. that's the problem. It kind of doesn't really go anywhere. When you want it, to, it doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't do much with this idea. It doesn't go beyond much. The idea of like this is a revenge story built around dance dance machines. Is it? Is it like made straight up then, or is there? Oh, it's straight up. Well, it's kind of parody-ish. It, yeah, it's well, thing, yeah. If you I mean if you look at the um, if you look at the, the trailer, the trailer. I mean, the trailers, the film's obviously a rip off of any sort of sports underdog type Rocky kind of yeah. You know, so eight you know, miles. You're looking at probably for the, the the primary film that everyone knows is Rocky. Yeah. Um, and then basically Karate Kid and all those other films. Yeah. But the point of those films, when you watch them, are that the, the actual thing that they're doing, which is the boxing or the karate or whatever it is in this, the Dance Dance Revolution, is not actually really the point of the film. Yeah. If you, I mean, the, there's there's very little boxing and karate in in Rocky and Karate Kid, the rest of the film is what holds it up. Yeah, there's, so, there's nothing know, around it. That's the problem. The mm. FP, to me, just seems like it probably didn't have that aspect of it. Yeah. When, what, what I would like the film to have done, because it's, it's kind of set in this, you're not quite... It's, it feels like it's set in like a post-apocalyptic world, but it's not really. It's like in this kind of trailer park where all these kind of people are going on about, um, you know, playing... Dance, Dance Revolution to settle these kind of gang feuds. And the main character, Eltro's brother, dies in the middle one, which means um, LWE becomes the, the, the champion of the game. And then his LWE's father's died and leaves him the um, the liquor mine, the liquor store. So he now controls the the alcohol into the into the the FP. So Eltro comes back to try and you know stop this rule because he LWE stopping people from drinking their beer, which is right, goddammit, and so forth. And that's basically around. That's the whole kind of drive of the film. Um, it's, it's, it's not all bad. I mean, it looks just goofy and daft, and you know, a bit crazy. And the length and breadth of the swearing is something to be admired. You know, it's, it is it is foul mouthed in a way that's almost artistic. I when I saw the trailer, I've got to say it sprang um, 
visions of Black Dynamite, but obviously it doesn't sound like it's, it's on that. It's nowhere near as good as Black Dynamite. Thing. Dynamite, Dynamite. It's nowhere near as good as Black mm. Dynamite. No. It's just, it just doesn't. It has this idea, and it does that idea, and it does it a couple of times. Um, but it, because like Black Dynamite takes that idea and just goes into wild, crazy places that you never thought a film would go. You know. <laughs> I threw that one outside of the room, motherfucker! You know, all that kind exactly of stuff. That's exactly what I was thinking as well at point. <laughs> there's, there's no line in um, the FP that's as good as that. There's no moment in the film that's as good as it. That's better than anything in the trailer. That's the problem. Everything, you can, every, the whole film is in the trailer. I mean, is it worth a watch um, on Netflix? Yeah. You know, it's worth you know an hour or so every time. It's like I say, just for the swearing. The swearing is so impressive. It's like every other word... I don't think there's a sentence in it that hasn't got the F word in it at all, which, like I say, is to its credit. But just don't expect any more than that, which is what is disappointing. I, I was kind of wanting it to be something, you know, like a Black Dynamite, something that's going to be like a, that's actually like a really good film. It's just, it's, a, it's an average film with a really good idea. Bit sad, really. Bit sad. <laughs> all that effort on the Trailhard video for that. You know, oh, well. Three hour render for nothing. Actually. <laughs> anyway, that's what I watched. Cool. No, I said I, I did watch other stuff. I didn't just watch that for the entire month. Just, just, just to clarify. <laughs> That's why I missed it so much. It took I, that long. Yeah. I wanted to really uh, get well, into it. I, I saw two films of note. Um, first of which I saw last week was uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Ooh. Mm, you went there. I did go there, and it is very good. Um, sum it up briefly, I'd say it's Under Siege mixed with a little bit of Die Hard. It has some excellent witticisms in there from Gerard Butler. So I'm not, I don't American? really want to... Yeah, he's, he's really good American. in that film. He's an American. So uh, that's, that's both up your streets, by the way, so get on that pronto. Cool. Uh, the second film was Lay the Favourites. I don't know if you've heard of this. I have not it's, heard of it. It's uh, the film which stars Bruce Willis in, and it's also got that Rebecca Hall, that English actress, woman who's been in plenty of stuff like stock for 10 and stuff like that um basically it's all about bookies um and it's it's really weird because you feel that it's it's one of these films that's based on a real life story but of course we don't know what parts of the real life story there are but because it's got this hollywood sheen over it when you step back and just look at it for what it is the basic summary of the film is a sex worker becomes a bookie, sets up her own bookie trade, and then tries to get money back from the punters and the clients. Now, when you say that from from that... When I say that as a summary of the film, you don't imagine that to be quite the feel-good hit, you know, one of these inspirational films that Hollywood does. And yet Hollywood has put such a thick layer of sheen and gloss on it and made everything nice and happy. And Bruce Willis is meant to be this happy bookie, which you just think in real life, if this was actually based on a real-life story, there must be so much seediness to it. And the whole... It's like it shouldn't be that much of a feel-good film. And it's surprising that they went and did this, really. So, bit of a Hmm. weird one. It makes you, when you finish watching it, it makes you feel like, yeah, but you're not necessarily the good guys, are you, in this <laughs> film? Are you? <laughs> so, yeah, don't don't bother watching it. I, I watched it because it's got quite a few good people in it. Um, Joshua Jackson's also in it as well. Obviously, I've 
fringe fame. And it's also got Catherine Zeta-Jones. And my word, she's starting to look old now. I did genuinely you? did not recognise her. <laughs> I, I look- thought she, lo- she looked like that um, Lindsay Wagner, who was in Heart to Heart. No, Stephanie Wagner. Isn't, no, Wagner's the, the fella from Heart to Heart. Stephanie Powers, that's <laughs> the name. Steph- from Heart to Heart. She looked like her in that film. So. But anyway, that's the films that I watched. Play the favourite. Olympus has fallen. Oh, boy. <laughs> See, I, I was going to go to the Olympus. Well, my choice was Olympus has fallen, Olympus has fallen, or Evil Dead, and I went Evil Dead. Oh yeah, how was that? It was all right. Um, the problem is, it's a remake of Evil Dead. Yeah, and Evil Dead's yeah. always going to be the better film. It's always going to be the better film. And whilst there's a lot in Evil Dead, you know that's good. Like the practical effects are really good. The music's really good. It's got some good, you know, it's got some good jumpy scares in it. It hasn't got that wit or the invention of the first Evil Dead, and it hasn't got Bruce Campbell. And what? it does, and it doesn't know what to do to fill that gap, which is a bit, a bit of a shame. What about comparing it against the Evil Dead Two? Because I always felt Evil Dead Two was a remake of Evil Dead, anyway. Uh, no, it's chalk and cheese. It, yeah, it's a horror film. Com- probably couldn't compare. Yeah. You know, Evil Dead One's a horror film. This is a horror film. So Evil Dead Two is like a horror comedy. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like more the, comedy the, than horror, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's got it's got scares in it, but it, even like the sections of Evil Dead Two that are creepier than the first than the remake of Evil Dead. Mm. Like you know, there isn't there isn't a single moment in the remake Evil Dead that isn't like in Evil Dead Two when Ash is like you know, give me back my hand. Hmm. There there isn't like a moment like that in Evil Dead. It's just all just kind of like boring characters getting chopped up, which is all right. You know, it passes a couple of hours, but. You want more from any with a film with Evil Dead on it. You want a bit more than that, and it doesn't quite get there. It almost touches it at the end, which I'll talk about when you two have seen it. But it doesn't quite manage it. Cool. Mm. Mm. What did you watch then, Jared? I don't care. Next segment. Um, well, the two, uh, the two, I'll talk the two most probably the two most recent things. Well, the most recent thing in the cinema anyway was Oblivion, um, which I actually quite enjoyed. I mean. A lot of the uh, a lot of the the sort of the um, negative press around it is that it's very serious, but yeah, it is. It's like it's not it's not like in any way humorous or or, or sort of jokey. It's straight up. Is it serious or is it, or is it po-faced? Because I think there's a difference between serious and po-faced. Well, no, well, no, it's not. It isn't po-faced. I didn't think it was po-faced. Because, um, like it, you know, the parts of the Matrix Two are po-faced. You know it's I mean? not. No, it isn't as it isn't as 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 overtly trying to be um, all kind of um, meaningful and um, you know. Um, what would just you say? say? Just say post faced. That's rubbish. <laughs> um, I'm looking at you, architect. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, at you. It's straight. It's straight. It's straight. You know, it's 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 science fiction. It's science. It's like seventy science fiction, which I've I've seen people comment before, and that's that is apt. It is it is like seventy science fiction pre Star Trek. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it it's it's like silent running. It's like all those films. It's it's you know, it doesn't have much of that adventure. Well, it's not that it doesn't have much of that adventure. I, mean, I don't know how to describe it. It's if you think of if you think of how Silent Running and um, what would be another good example from seventy sci-fi? What about? Um, um, uh, would you say like it's got a poop sci-fi kind of feel to it then? No, it's not even pulp. What's that? I know, I know it's the eighties. Very clean. It's very sort of um, everything's very sort of 
grey and white. You know, a lot of 70s science fiction is very grey and white. Do you, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It looks amazing. It really does look great. And and the music, the soundtrack is, is great too. Um, it is at times probably a bit plodding. Um, but Tom Cruise is actually at his least annoying because I think he's he's not trying to be all um, Tom Cruise night and day, or to, you know he's not all trying to be all wacky. He's just he's straight. He's just it is just a straight character. Um, it it makes me it ma- between Tron Legacy and between this, it makes me think that your guy K- Kowalski or Kowalski, however you he has or Kowinski, yeah, he has something coming. I think he he has a film that is going to come that people will be like, right, no, this is really, really good. Yeah. Because um, we all enjoy Tron, like, didn't we? We all think Tron's a good Yeah, I, I, really, I, I really like Tron Legacy. And um, this is probably isn't as good as Tron Legacy, but um, it just it, it just there's something about it makes me think there's something he is going to do something at some stage that people are going to be like, right, you know, he's That's got a it sort film. of thing. But I would recommend it to you two guys, definitely. I would definitely but, recommend it to you two. There's really, a lot of stuff at the cinema, though. I mean, I, I still haven't seen G.I. Joe. We're hitting, we're hitting very big. This is, at this point, yeah. here, I have to be so selective about what I go see. Yeah. So much comes out. See, um, it makes me wish, because I remember my local cinema used to do, you, you, they do the cinema pass, but you could get like an eight-week pass or a four-week mm-hmm. pass. Oh, clever. So before they did the monthly um, subscription thing, so you could like, Wait till the summer months and get the get the eight week pass and you you know watch loads of films for eight weeks and then that's it. yeah. Well, nowadays just because of time and and getting babysitters and all that kind of stuff. Stupid kids. I know you have to be so select. No, and so all the big hitters will get watched, but you know there'll be so much I'll miss just because I won't get there. But yeah. um, Oblivion, I would recommend if you do have a spare couple of hours. I think you would both you would too would both enjoy it. Um, and then the other thing I watched recently was Semi Pro, which is. Um, Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I there's there, there's enough in it. It's I'm a big Anchorman fan, and mm. and Jeff do find Will Ferrell quite quite funny. This is at times pretty funny. I wouldn't say it's a, it's it's brilliant in any way, but it was on TV. We we tipped it. I've seen it before. We, we, Annie hadn't seen it, so we recorded it and watched it the other night. And yes, it's fine. It's Will Ferrell. It's a Will Ferrell film. The only um, Will Ferrell film I like is Anchorman. I just don't get along with him in the rest of his films. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know what it is. I like then. I'm I'm a fan as well of Will Ferrell, but that film just I didn't get on with that at all. Yeah. It's got Woody Harrelson in as well, hasn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves Woody Harrelson. So that's what I watched. Good watching. So there you go. <laughs> Violent death, just some of the words that describe Dave Napalm and Bob Awesome. Other words include, but are not restricted to, shoot, punch face, tacos, gnarly, unnecessary, and fury. 
when we last met them, they were mid-air with all guns blazing. But how will they land? How are we gonna land? Land? Look! Helicopter! Jump! Ah! Boy, that was lucky this helicopter was passing. Lucky my lucky ass! Look at the side! But Tachi Corp? So he's behind the bomb. He must have sent this copter to finish us off. Shoot it! Shoot it in the face! Not yet. Right? We'll crash it into something, then shoot it! Let's get inside first. Did someone order a pizza with extra guns? And an extra portion of bullets in the face? I did. Bolo! I've been after you for five goddamn years, ever since you killed my ex-partner. What? Later. Oh, I've been waiting for this for a long time. You ready to dance, Dave Nay, fool? Wait. You had an ex-partner? When was this? Later! Oh, I'm ready to dance. I'll dance you so hard you'll wake up speaking French. Is it because of my eye patch? Shut up and shoot him in the face, goddamn you! The hot bullets of fiery vengeance spew from the ever-alert justice cannons clenched in the fist of Dave Napalm and Bob Awesome. Their trigger fingers are blur. They can't help but think of the evil Colonel Portachi, the fiendish mastermind behind these insane schemes. But is a military helicopter really the best place for a balls-to-the-wall shootout? Find out soon. Time to rock. Stay tuned for next week's exciting episode, Shooting Evil in a Barrel. Topic? Topic is a Ming and chocolate bar. Oh, we had this conversation <laughs> last time, okay, just stop it. <laughs> just, just hush your mouth. Right, the topic. Now, it was going to be something that I forgot what it was. And then we had a brouhaha on the old Facebook planning group over Superman. Then we thought we'd do something about Superman, but then we couldn't because the person with the opposite opinions doing some fencing. Not with an actual sword, which is, you know, a bit disappointing. So we thought that we're going to discuss something else. Uh, the reason why we're going to discuss something else is because this last week there was a new trailer that came out. That I think kind of blew Jared's socks off his feet and through the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was uh, the Man of Steel trailer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what blew my socks off was the music.
Yeah. Which which was absolutely immense, and it was done by one Hans Zimmer. Or and, was it? Or was it? Wasn't it? Who was it by then? Well, we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk come to about that. this later. Oh, shit. Okay. Jesus. Ricky, you throw the spanner into it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Which made me kind of think about, well, you know, I think of some of the big films of the last few years, Hans Zimmer's fingerprints have been all over the soundtrack. You think about Inception and the Dark Knight films. Yeah. And he's actually a bit of a legend. I thought we should have a chat about his, his filmography, his discography even. Or is he? Is he what? A legend. Oh, yeah. He, I think he is. I, I, I put forward the argument that Hans Zimmer is a legend. And um, is almost up there alongside your men like John Williams and Elmer Bernstein and the the, the big proper names. Yeah, yeah. But is he? <laughs> I feel like we need a da, 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 but every time you say that, <laughs> you need to put in a dun dun dun. No, I'll, I'll put the Inception in after every question. But oh, or, or is probably. he? Nurr! Um. Oh! <laughs> Like that, yeah. Or use the Inception noise as a swearing thing. You know, he he didn't just uh, didn't say that, did he? But anyway, we're getting distracted by making noises. Um, I yeah. So I think Hansen is brilliant. I think he's had a, he's been on a great run of form, uh, music film wise, and I think actually one of my favourite things he's done recently was the Sherlock Holmes film. Yeah, it's not bad. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, um, I think this was after The Dark Knight, which is probably like his biggest calling card in recent years. But it was, it was quite different. It had that kind of uh, Victorian twang to it. really enjoyed that score. I thought that was, the, you know, I, I quite enjoyed this, that Sherlock Holmes film. I've not seen the sequel yet because I heard it's pants. Yeah. But the, the, again, the, the score was a big part of making me enjoy that film. And uh, I think that's when I first kind of thought, you know what? The Dark Knight, then this, Hansen is a bit of a beast, isn't he? Well, there's, there's something before The Dark Knight, which really planted his name in my books. And that was, of course, the Pipes of the Caribbean series. 
and the, th- the themes that he worked on that. Yeah. Um, although, for the first film, Klaus Tebbit, as we've spoken about this before, um, on before watching, Klaus Tebbit got the credit, but he's the partner and running mate of Hans Zimmer, so we kind of think that Hans Zimmer actually did most of the scoring for that one as well. So he did all the parts of the Caribbean themes, and they're brilliant as well. So he, he did like the big, the big main theme, didn't he? The big pirates action. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the all, all of them really. I mean, I think he's credited down for the last two. But I, I presume he was on hand for the first one as well. And, of yeah. course, you've got all Jack Sparrow's actual theme himself, which is not the main... Da, 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 da. It's a different theme, which I can't remember offhand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go okay. back through his history... He's dun, been... dun, 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 dun. That's the Black Pearl one, isn't it? That's the main theme, yeah, That's yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. That's exactly what it is. Oh, yeah, theme is the... That's Jack's theme. Tell you what, guys, should I just put the actual music in now? Do you yeah, want to do the music does. yourself? <laughs> just a snippet. Stuff. It's good stuff. I mean, but uh, you go back to like his, the start of his career. I mean, he's been doing films a long time, mm-hmm. longer yeah. than I thought. Really, like back to the kind of mid eighties. <laughs> well, well, he starts. I would say if you look at is the only one I can really pinpoint out as actually really known is probably Rain Man. I can't, I can't <laughs> pick off the top of my head picture of any of these other films. Black Rain, I can think of, but. In the 80s, that's about the only two films of his. Yeah. And Driving Miss Daisy. So there's three films that he, he scored in the 80s that I can actually say I know. Not yeah. that I can remember the music, but I know the film. <laughs> and then the, you also got, like, uh, Days of Thunder in 1990. Yeah, it's starting to move into the, the 90s. He probably, definitely the 90s, m- much more to say that I've seen those films. Like, the Backdraft. Backdraft's a great um, soundtrack. Um... 
I'm trying to think which one. I don't Pacific High. See, there's a, the problem I have with with soundtrack and and score people is there's probably only it's probably only recently that I have started to probably take more notice of movie scores. Beforehand, it was just like the noise yeah, in the background. Yeah, it was just there was music going, you know, and you just made the film yeah. sound better when there was music playing. But, <laughs> you know, when you start to get more. I don't know why it's just me. I mean, obviously, films have had theme tunes for a long time, you know, Star Wars and the original Superman and all those. You know, John Williams probably is the master of making theme you know, theme tunes for films. Yeah, when you talk about theme tunes, it was like everything was dominated by like Star Wars or Return of, or Return of you know, the, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And that kind of big thing. There wasn't really, I don't think, anybody else that, other than those, it seemed, it seemed like, it was like John Williams, he was like, the, everybody knew who he was, but then other than that, people didn't really know who did the scores. I mean, can anyone, can anyone honestly say, although I know the backdraft theme is, is good, because I remember actually listening to it um, recently, whenever he was announced as Superman, people were putting up like backdraft stuff and saying, you know, listen to this, this is great, can, you know, you could imagine this being Man of Steel music and stuff like that, but can yeah. you honestly say you know the theme tune, the theme music from A League of Their Own? Yeah, it goes, um, it goes, uh, a league of their own. <laughs> They're <laughs> in a league um, all by themselves. Like that, that's how it goes. Kate 2, uh, green card, true romance. You can, you, can you honestly say the first film he did, he, he, that he made, that, that I can honestly say that I would know the music from it is The Lion King? Yeah. Yeah. And that, from The Lion King, I could say yes, definitely. And then, I would say the next film after that's The Rock. Oh, you, uh, surely you skipped out Broken Arrow. Come on. I, I don't think I would know the music from Broken Arrow. I would, it's just I, I like think a guitar playing, isn't it? I haven't it? seen it as much, but I definitely would know the music from The Rock. Yeah. It's got a, it has got a, a theme song. You know, The Rock definitely has sort of theme music. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the Broken Arrow one is just a guitar that goes... That was John Woo. 
Yeah. That was like John Wee movie. What is it? Sudden Death with John Claude Van Damme. It's all like... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that's exactly what John it's like. Films. Yeah. Um, so, but so, are we saying that it's like when it gets to like parts of the Caribbean, that's when he becomes like Hans Zimmer with like capital letters in front of his name? Well, yeah, I mean, because I think... I think uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean, well, if you, if you, no, 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 I would say Gladiator. Oh, that's a shout. Gladiator is his big, for me, probably his big, oof, soundtrack moment. That's when you're like, yeah, that's the proper guy working there. He knows what he's doing. You know, that's his big sort of, whoa, what is this music? You know, this is, because the Gladiator music is just this, just, it's just one of these epic sort of, you know, soundtracks that just completely, Makes the the film and the oh, theme yeah. with Lisa Gerard. Oh, never mind that. Never mind that. You're... Screw that. It's when it, it's when it's building that's, up to war. All. It's when it's building up to like a war scene, and it's got this, this yeah. kind of engine of war style, and the music's building up behind. You know, Russell Crowe's about to tear someone in the face with a sword. Yeah, that's that's it gets you in your guts. To me, it's definitely... I mean, The Lion King is probably, as I say, the first one I could say, that's... I know those songs, and The Rock, I would know the music from it, but Gladiator is the one I think that then it's it's you start to go, oh, that's Hans Zimmer. Yeah, he kind of recognises his thing. And then, yeah, so that's... I, I'd agree, that's the one. Did, did he get an Oscar for that? I'm assuming he did. Well, oh, no, uh, no, nominated. Um, he won. Did, has nominated. he ever won an Oscar? I don't know. You, you I don't, investigate. I don't think he has. Um, he's been nominated several times, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever won. And this is something that I was going to talk uh, that my dun 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 um, was going to be mentioned Come on, then. about. Give it. Come on. We'll just do it now. Do it now. You need to tee that. Let's go for it. Well, you see. Along with Hans Zimmer, there actually there, there's there's a certain um, if you look through um, no there we go sorry just before we go Oscar for Lion King that's it there you go um, of course if you go if you look through there's a lot of criticism of Hans Zimmer in that he he does all his soundtracks through a company that used to be called Media Ventures but is now called Remote Control Productions and he basically this is his kind of um, large studio where there is a lot of composers work through. Oh, so you're uh, suggesting he has, many he has, taught, he has sort of trained. And Martin has touched on it there briefly. You know, 
there was the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, and it may have been Batman Begins as well. I'm not sure. They they were excluded from Oscar nominations purely because there was so many actual names of composers. Oh. On the songs, so although Hans Zimmer, you think the Dark Knight and that the, the you know the theme tune from the Dark Knight Rises, um, it, they couldn't be counted because of all these other names. And there's a lot of people who think that when something is is named to Hans Zimmer, it's very hard to tell sometimes which which bits may or may not be. Hans Zimmer, and this you mentioned this, Martin, when you were talking about the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, totally. Because when he was, when the Pirates of the Caribbean was being um, composed, he was actually busy doing another film at the time. That's why his mate and part of that same company who you were on about was Klaus Badai, and that's why I think that Hans Zimmer played quite a, a large part in it. Very much so that he continued on to make the compose the sequel films after it, and not um, purely. Class but eight, so I think that that does comply with you, what you've said there. So yeah. does that mean that? Do you think that he will get? I mean, skipping ahead, we're going to say Man of Steel is cracking. What we've heard of it so far is brilliant. Do you think that he could get an Oscar mention then, or not? Because do you well, think this is the thing? I mean, I suppose that from his point of view, when you look at the, the, what we said about the Dark Knight Rises and the, the Dark Knight and those things, I don't think it's. It, <laughs> It doesn't sound like he's obviously trying to hide the fact that there's lots of composers and things like that, you know, um, who have uh, worked on things. But it seems to be that a lot of um, a lot of stuff gets, you know, when you talk about the, the Dark Knight Rises, the, the Dark Knight, whatever it is, you think it's Hans Zimmer. But it turns out that, you know, apparently there was a few different composers and things that worked on that. So... You know, it just I don't know. I think the point is, is it like um, is it like when you like when you talk about a film being made, you've got the director and then the has got all the other people, but it's still directed by you know somebody as he's directed as he's like the the you know the orchestrator or whatever. Is he like the one in charge getting all these people together to make a piece of music to his vision? Mm. So well, I mean, the, I'd say I don't he know, it's difficult, isn't it? He must, he must, you know, he must have some say in all these things. And I think that's what I've said. I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's no, this is just, there's a lot of criticism sometimes towards him because of the fact that um, people seem to think that he uses a lot of people through his company, yeah. um, that then it gets, it gets composed by Hans Zimmer. And whether it's just he comes in and says, do a song that goes, do 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 or something, and then they have to work out the rest of it. I hope he does that. He yeah. just walks in with a latte. Do this. <laughs> See you in an hour. <laughs> you know, does he go in and say, I want the Superman's music to sound epic with drums. Go. Oh, you know, the drums. But you don't know. And I, I don't, I, this is the thing. I mean, if you just go by, well, yes, everything's composed by Hans Zimmer. Well, then, whoa, you know, the guy's good. Um, but I think the thing is, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm sure these people who are saying all these things don't know, but I did read that definitely the the Dark Knight and or the Dark Knight Rises, one of them was excluded because purely the fact that there were so many people um, who were credited wow. on it. So, but, but uh, we're not saying he's a baddie, though, are we? 
Because, I mean, if he was out there taking credit for all of it, it surely would have broken by there. He wouldn't have, like, this extensive yeah, I don't career. know. Yeah, you see, you don't know. Does he, does he just not... Does he just let people associate the credit to well, him? There's, there's a what? quote from him on the Wikipedia page. And he says, like, I don't think it's about um, Dark Knight, but he says, um, um, I'll, I'll do it in my Hans Zimmer's voice. Originally, I had this idea that it should be possible to create some kind of community around this kind of work. And I think by merging the titles, not having you are the composer, you are the arranger, you are the orchestrator, it just sort of helped us to work more collaboratively. <laughs> what was that final word there? <laughs> collaboratively. 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 Like he seems to give people co-credits and stuff, you know. Yeah. There, it actually says yeah. it there. Um, like the, the he lady says, he did uh, the, the singing. scores for these films were disqualified from receiving uh, Oscar nominations for best score. Too many composers being listed on the cue sheet. Zimmer succeeded in reser- re- well, there you go, reversing the decision not to nominate The Dark Knight, arguing that the process of creating a modern film score was collaborative and that it was important to credit a range of people who had played a part in its production. Now, if we go to Amazon and we look for The Dark look Knight. At- Detective Jared on the case here. This the is amazing. Dark Knight. This is how police work happens. Soundtrack <laughs> with Google. Um, it says Hans Zimmer stroke James Newton Howard. However, it then says by Hans Zimmer, but that's just uh, that's just what you call um, Amazon. I'm trying to see if I can actually get the uh, the uh, front of the. The, the front of the, the the artwork says music composed by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. Well, there you go. But by the signs of things, there was more. So I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah. What is remarkable about the Batman scores is that there's not... It's similar to Inception in that there's not particularly a theme there. It's just a series of beats, isn't it? And yeah. yet it's still very distinctive. I mean, the Batman one is purely just a... There is a slight. No, there is a slight. Um, there is a slight sort of um, running theme to 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 Batman. There's that kind of low horny noise in there. The dun, dun. There is, there is overture. There is a little overture sort of that yeah. goes throughout all the films. But Just I think I think that works though because you, you kind of had to get away from the Danny Elfman ness. Yeah, totally. You know, because you're gonna work. I mean, that that, that was always the thing about. Um, That's Danny Elfman's music. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus, I imagine that was the same thing he was kind of working under with, uh, you know, working on the Superman film. It's like, how how do you not refer back to the John Williams thing? But I think from what the the bit of the trailer that we've heard, I think it does kind of invoke a little bit of the the John Williams stuff, but it just kind of suggests it and like the the like the kind of hidden in the background. So you kind of think you kind of hear it a little bit, but then it kind of goes its own way with the drums. Drums. Love the drums in that trailer. It's amazing. I love. I love the. There's a middle part in it, um, which like gives it that bit of hope, and it's that bit where it goes. Do you know the bit I'm on about? Exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. Beautiful. I'm trying to think. 
<coughs> music that I'm is the music from the Dark Knight actually just the mm, sort of thing that you were talking about? But there is a sort of a theme, is there not? There's kind of like, um, but there's like the kind of main Batman y theme. There's that, isn't there? Oh, yeah, there is that, yeah, yeah. And there's the Joker theme, which is just the scary. I'm done. Put this music in now. Let's have a listen. But how how good do we think um, your man Zimmer is? You know, um, I think where, if, where you if you can credit everything that of the music to him, he's amazing. Hmm. Something I've got to say, I think he is a bit of a genius, especially when we talked we've talked about Inception quite a few times on here, and as we, we've spoken about this a few months back, the fact that the Inception theme is the slowed down music of um, the Vion Rose. That's oh no, Jean Grette Rian, sorry. Jean Grette Rian. just amazing. Is that, is that the main theme, is it? That's the main theme. That's the main theme. Slowed down because obviously the way he thought is because they're down, they're in three dream levels and obviously time slows down. That's why we only hear the Does it have a starting bars of because um, there's time seems to come up quite a bit. Huh? I'm thinking, you know, the music. I'm trying to 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 think so that I can listen to it a bit later on. Yeah, to... it's, it's the it's just the starting bars of. Um... Yeah, when you start watching the film, is that dun 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 noise <laughs> over the credits, and that that's the 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 the, the, uh, the opening bars of the song slowed down and kind of fiddled with to get to that bit. The bit we're talking about is the dum 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 dum. 
And then she caught herself with, no, that's exactly what it sounds like. There you go. Cool. Well, like, I remember, I think my favorite part of the um, Inception soundtrack is the fight in the corridor. That's the theme. That's the that's the song. That's the big chord card of the soundtrack, really, isn't it? That is the like I remember in the, that was goosebumps in the cinema moment. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think that that's what he's good at. He's kind of creating the, like he, uh, he just manages to capture like goosebumps and so did your face. That, that was just you, it was the whole sort of but it was everything there. It was the whole um, music comp- with what was going on and the yeah. fact that it was like particularly that whole um, corridor thing. It's it's silent other than. The music, yeah, building so, and building and building. I mean, it, he, he did. I mean, the, the only kind of negative you got, you got to attach him is the fact that like every trailer now has like some uh, kind of inception um, noise. But he didn't use it for Man of Steel. It's he true. Do it. Man of, uh, yeah. So the, um, we're looking to think good things for Man of Steel. I don't know what he's doing in the future, but I would say he's probably one of my favorite composers, mm. yeah, especially like especially like Recently, his last ten years. Yes. Recently, for me, like I mean. If you put all his big, the big hitters, which is Gladiator, um, let's see, from there, it sort of, to me, jumps to the Batman movies, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, mm. um, and Not Inception, the Not Sherlock Holmes movies. You don't, rec- you don't rate his Thunderbird soundtrack? <laughs> yeah, I like to say the theme. Or Madagascar escape to Africa? No. No. <laughs> no. He does have, I mean, they may be good scores, but he does have his moments where he where he has scored rubbish movies. <laughs> that is true. The Madagascar films. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What I think is interesting is, obviously, as we all know, he has um, scored the Batman, the new Batman films, taking off where Danny Elfman left off. But last year, he also <laughs> scored Simpsons short. Um, yeah. The Maggie's daycare one, and obviously that was Danny Elfman's theme as well to begin with. So it's interesting how he's picked up Danny Elfman's strings twice. Did he do the? He did the movie as well. Yeah, I think he did the movie. Yeah, he's also scoring. There we go. I didn't realise, and I must watch the uh, trailer again. But he's scoring the Lone Ranger. Hmm. So I, I might have to listen to the. Um, I can't be asked about that. This, this, I can't um, be asked at all. This, I don't know. Oh, it looks. It looks. I think it will be a reasonable um, blockbuster. My problem is it's Johnny Depp in a goofy outfit, and that's meant to be acting. That's my problem. Mm. 
Well, that's how it all started. I want to be Dodo. Let's build a film around it. Yeah. <laughs> you not hear that the reason that there's a um, the reason that there's a, a he wears a, a crew on his head is because apparently there was concept art of to, of Tonto with um, a crow flying overhead, and he was just like, right, well, that's I like that. I'm gonna <laughs> that's what I'm gonna wear. <laughs> Jesus. That's like uh, uh, Mike Myers walking into the Shrek booth and going, he's Scottish. I'm going to talk Scottish. And they're all like, you okay? Whatever you say, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you say, Johnny. We'll do that. That's fine. Crow in his head. No problem at all. Fucking idiot. Anyway, Hans Zimmer. Top five movie composers? Easily. Mm, Yeah, because at the moment I can think of two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, there'll be... um, Michael... Giacomo's up there. Giacomo. Yeah, he's probably the only one I think working at the moment who's on his kind of level, I think. Because, yeah. you know, Giacomo, I mean, well, well I, no, I think I probably prefer him a bit more because, simply because the first 20 minutes of up. thing I think with uh, Giacomo is that he's good at taking established themes and rejigging them. Notably, Star Wars. No, Star Wars. How dare <laughs> I say that? Martin, of all people. Martin, you've touched on something there. A lot of people are, not, are now questioning, is he going to be the Star Wars? It's the obvious choice, isn't yeah, it? He always true. works with um, Abrams, doesn't he? So it's bound yeah. to be him. But I, I trust him implicitly. I, I do too. I mean, if you actually listen to the Star Wars, Star Trek, I nearly did it again. Fuck me. <laughs> the Star Trek theme, 
what he does is something beautiful, and it, he creates a Star Trek theme for this new movie, and then he also ties it together beautifully with the classic series theme, and it just works so well alongside each other. Yeah, that probably the best thing in the Transformers movies. He didn't do those, did he? Did he not do the Transformers? That's soundtrack? your man, um, uh, Jablonski. Yeah, Jablonski. Steve Jablonski. Well, did, he not, did he do those? Why did I think he did? Um... Because you're an idiot. <laughs> well, Steve Jablonski, he's the best thing about the Transformers movies. <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> the best thing about the Transformers movies is the end, end credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I think I think the Transformers actually has a pretty good it has a pretty good soundtrack to it. The problem with the Transformers soundtrack is it's not Vince Dicola. Well, this is this is the problem with everything. <laughs> yeah, this is the problem, with, it's the problem with every single soundtrack. As good as Hans Zimmer is, there, there is no there is no equivalent of Dare or uh, <laughs> You've Got the Touch in any film he's ever done, oh, and therefore. It's shite. <laughs> Imagine the the, the the corridor sequence in Inception with Dare played over it. It would give it a whole different kind of. Um... Like, I'll get on that. I'll get on that. Dare... I'll make a note of that. Dare makes everything better. <laughs> That's another one for you. We'll just take random films, but Dare over it. Like, I don't know. Um... Well, could I just take that corridor sequence and just keep putting different songs on it? <laughs> or... <laughs> Anyways, Hans Zimmer, good. Everyone else, bad. Yes? Done. Yeah. Done. Good move on. It's lethal watching. Oh, isn't it time for uh, time for the appearance of uh, Quizzy Rascal? Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jared, you're so street. I checked your face. <laughs> Was that Jason Statham doing the quiz then? No, I'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Statham's not been in the show at all for much recently. Well, he's he's lobbying for Transformers with Michael Bay, but he went with Mark Wahlberg instead, so he's had a bit of a diner. Oh, uh, Statham, I watched Safe. Yeah. It's good. I quite liked it. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? The fights are good, and the music, it's a very kind of 70s vibe to the music, which I quite appreciated. Yeah, uh, I quite liked it too, quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it was safe. It was safe. I'm trying to do the finger clicky thing to the mic. There you go. Do you see that? Yeah. There you go. I've hit my wrist now. It's sore. Okay. Well, I'll do the quiz. Yeah. Um, and this is... Well, the quiz that I have devised <laughs> is what I have called the movie tagline quiz. Oof. This sounds good. So, essentially, um, and what I'll do is I'll flip uh, a glasses table mat thing here. Choose who goes first. And it is literally just what were the movie taglines to movie posters uh, from all things and um, uh, whether you can get them or not. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, well described, so your Do you want to be um, the flower side or the cork side, Phil? Oh, I'll go cork because that's how you get to Ireland. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. That's how you get to all places in Ireland. Oh, Martin goes first. Oh, Cork let me down. <laughs> okay, Martin, are you ready to go? I am. Okay, so the first movie tagline is Hang on. Cliffhanger. Ooh, 
Boom! Martin in there straight away. Oh, I knew that. Phil? I knew that as well. Yeah. So it's one nil. One nil to Martin. This one's for Phil. Yeah. <clears throat> Somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. Commando. Yes. With a million bullets. Okay. <laughs> These are just warm-up questions, surely, Gerard. <laughs> okay, Martin. Okay. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. This is probably a tricky one. It is tricky. Every man dies, but not necessarily every man lives. I'm going to say, I'm going to take guess and say Looper. No! Ooh. I passed the filth to Coming steal. over, is it? Okay, so every man dies. Not every man really lives. Not every man really lives. Rocky. No, Rambo. No, Ooh. no, no, first answer. Damn it. It's Braveheart. Oh, behind me. I would have not got that. No, so, not Phil, this yep. one's for you. Is this is my chance to take the lead? Yes, this is your chance to take the lead. I'm ready for it. The classic story about a boy and his mother. Psycho. Yes! Oh. Okay, Martin. This is for you. Pressure's on mine. Okay. Yep. I, I, I broke Martin's serve. Oh, Give it. Sorry. Next, this one's for Martin. What happens when the numbers run out? Um, no, am I thinking of the wrong one? I'm going to say Running Man. No! <laughs> this one goes to you to steal the point, and I know you will. I, uh, I, Jared, I believe the film is Knowing. Yes! Oh. Oh, great film! <laughs> great film! Okay, so Sorry, I, got, I got it wrong. No warning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Nobody does it better 13 times. Nobody does it better 13 times. Would this be the 13th Bond film? Oh, what's its name? <sighs> Five. Um, Spy Who Left Me. No! No, it's Martin. not, is it? Uh, can I have some time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's not that one, no. I'm going to say... I'm going. <sighs> um, four, three, two, one. It's a Roger Moore one, isn't it? Because that's the actual song, yeah. isn't it? It's Octopussy. <sighs> okay, uh, so this is for Martin. Is it 3-1 yeah. to me still? Uh, it is. Okay. Yes. Okay, Martin, you ready? Yeah. Unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the President of the United States. <laughs> I want to see the <laughs> Unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the President of the United States. <laughs> I've never seen this film, but it is on the list. <laughs> Um, I can't get a flipper out of my fucking head. <laughs> Balls to it, flipper. No, fail to steal the point. I don't think I've seen it, but I reckon this film's called Stealth Dolphin. <laughs> no, it's, it's called Olympus Has a Dolphin. No, <laughs> it's called the uh, the Day of the Dolphin. So, Seriously? Yeah. Right, that film is the homework for next week. <laughs> yeah, that is the homework for next week. We're watching that goddamn film. You know what? It would be cool if the dolphin was actually called Dolphin Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice one. Okay, Phil, 
I'm Googling Day of the Dolphin. Probably got to get this one. Um, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Man is the warmest place to hide. It's the thing. It's the thing. Martin? Yep, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. When he, when he said I do, he never said what he did. Yes, yes. Pressure's on. Phil has it, Martin. True lies? Yes! Oh! I'm straight. Curses. Okay. 4-2. You ready? Yeah, Phil? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Born ready. He's in town with a few days to kill. He's in town with a few days to kill. Rambo? No, Martin? <sighs> I'm surprised, Phil. You've disappointed me I here. I disappointed you. I just can't picture it. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> End of days. <laughs> oh. Predator 2. Oh, of course! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Martin? Yeah. This, you should get this one, I think. Oh. God, that... that you ready? Pressure on me. <laughs> this summer... Prince Akeem discovers America. Oh, yes, coming to America. Yeah. Come on! Fine, a lifeline! Got the goddamn character, okay. it was that 4-3. That's 4-3. Yeah. You ready, Phil? Yeah, I'm ready. Next. Okay, so this one's for Phil. Okay. Does for rock and roll what the sound of music did for hills. Footloose. No, Martin? I'm going to guess Tenacious D Pick of Destiny. Oh, Martin, you were along the right lines, but no spinal tap. Oh, oh you were, you were, you were going the right way. You went the right way. <laughs> okay, you ready? This one's for Martin. Yeah. Okay. Trapped in time, surrounded by evil, low on gas. Ah, oh, ooh, mm, no. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Christ. Phil knows this one. Oh, I'm going to... Mm, Time Bandits? No, Phil? I believe it is uh, Army of Darkness, equally yes, three. Yes, Phil. Ooh. Oh, yes! Phil? Pause, and I was thinking, that can't be back to the future. <laughs> so this one's for Phil. Yeah. Okay. An adventure 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. Oh, there's no way to come back, Martin. But let's no. just uh, let's just have a wee let's see if we can get a consolation prize. This is a how many points are left? You should make the last question worth five points each. Okay, you want? Yep. Okay, so this last question is for five points. It's great. Let's go. Okay. I'm confident about my skills. Yeah. Okay. You ready? I, I can pay the bills. This, this one's for Martin. If Martin doesn't get it. You sure you want to be for five points? Why not? Let's let's go to a climax, otherwise it's too easy. Okay, you ready, Martin? Yep. Chance. Here it is. From the director of Animal House, a different kind of animal. I'm going to say... Is that right? Is that right? Is that right? Pressure's on. I'm going to say K9. No. Oh, I believe it is an American werewolf in London. It is indeed. Oh. <laughs> so Phil wins. 
Seven, nine, ten. Eleven to three. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Nah. Oh, quizzy rascal. That was I thought good. that was a particularly good quiz. That was a good that quiz. Was good. That was a good quiz. Especially, especially as I won. That makes it the best, best quiz. Because you won. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that there's so many films around with taglines we can go back for more if we need. Yes, that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a, that quiz can be repeated. That's yeah. the quiz that will keep on quizzing. <laughs> keep quizzing. Keep quizzing. Well, that's a, po- that's a podcast then, isn't it? That's a podcast. Yeah, so the homework for next week will be Day of the Dolphin. Day of the Dolphin, where we'll see a dolphin being trained to kill the United States president. Yeah. Trained by George C. Scott, of all people. He looks all angry on the poster. Oh, wow, <laughs> is it still tanned? Looks like it. Is it on Netflix? Please be on Netflix. Oh, watch on Netflix. Does it bring up the film? No, it's not available on UK Netflix. Damn you Disappointing. So we have. Have you looked at the US one? No. Um, no, because it's my PlayStation. I'll turn it on. The, it'll kill the Skype call. Oh right. Okay. We'll look but later. I, I'm sure. I'm sure we'd be able to acquire it if needs be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, guys? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you feel me? Do you feel me? Yeah. Of course. This next month is going to be a busy month at the old cinema because obviously Iron Man's just come out. Yes. Did you see that on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, your Star Trek's out as well. Star Trek will be out by the um, we record next we'll time. We'll have to get um, someone to see that, yes. Yeah, get the BBC editing for that. Obviously, we've got to make an effort to go and see Oblivion and Olympus Has Fallen as well. Yeah, is that going to be too much of an effort, though, Martin? That, that's a lot of effort we talk about. That's You're too much of an effort. effort. It is. Too much of an effort, <laughs> see, to be honest. You will enjoy Olympus Has Fallen. It's just whether or not you'll... You might enjoy it more with, like, a pizza. Yeah. So will will I enjoy uh, spending nine pounds on watching it? That's the question. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, wait until that comes out on DVD. If you've got a cin- cinema card, though, definitely give it a shout. If you've got yeah. a spare few hours, it's quite quite short as well. Quite light on the hours. How was um, that Oblivion? Is that not? It's up? about two odd hours, so thereabouts. Yeah. This whole thing of films being longer than two hours is getting a bit getting a bit annoying now. It is. I don't mind if the film's if the film's good. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. But like Iron Man's like it's two and a half hours. Is it? Yeah. Bloody Nova. Is yeah. it that long? Yeah. I I I'm, I'm highly anticipating that it's going to be amazing. Well, yeah. So if it's two and a half hours, that's fine. Yeah, that's true. No, I'll, I'll give you that. So yeah, we got a lot of homework this uh, this coming month, and then there, there may be a debate on the next one. We may yes. have the, the Superman debate between a hater and a lover. Lover wins. No, the Iron Man's two hours, ten minutes. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, sorry. That's all right. I, I apologize um, for my misinformation. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, yes, we may have that debate. And uh, Ben has kindly given himself a month to try and write down some sort of arguments. <laughs> you see, the, the, the great thing is, obviously, he lives in the, like some kind of um, farm. So I imagine him training like Rocky and Rambo. Sorry, like Rambo and Rambo four. Pen and paper. <laughs> so he's, he's like he's like running through the woods. His entire argument is based on one thing, and I can't wait that that's all it's going to be. Yeah. But like he's training by like lifting up logs and running through the woods and stuff, and then so that must mean that Jared's training in this kind of. I told him if he wanted gym. to train by actually um, reading some stuff that I would give him, that I would I would you know recommend. But Stop uh, interrupting he, me, he, he, has, he has as yet d- declined my, you know this offer. You know. Mm-hmm. 
But Jared's mm-hmm. in some kind of super, super like fancy gym, running around a big circle, and like people are like uh, writing clipboards as he's doing press ups and stuff. This time, Drago will win. <laughs> and this is going to be an extra special if you're watching because we're going to span the whole Superman legacy. So we're talking. And it'll TV, be it'll be it'll be out comics. just what two weeks before the new film. So look at oh, that! Wow, Top yeah, man. this is going to be proper like. Oh, I think the whole show should be dedicated to it. Then the whole show, definitely. Yeah, so that's all the whole show. Yeah. And it will, it will, it will approach all aspects, not just movies, but also TV, cartoon, and comics, of course. Mm-hmm. Finally, Gerard would have talked about Superman enough, and we'll never talk about it ever again. Oh, I won't bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed. Touch wood. Who knows, I'm hoping, folks. Who knows? I'm hoping. I hope you've got plenty of space on your hard drive. Oh crap! Here we go. But I'll get on it. Get on it like a Sonic. No, I don't know. <laughs> like a. Get on it, like a barnacle. Like a... <clears throat> I have read a lot of Superman. I mean, like I said, I've spent the last few years reading The Death and Return, but that was... Classic series. Not, although although I have, I have thought <laughs> John Byrne's first Man of Steel. Um, the reboot stuff. The, the, yeah, the, the post-crisis, the, the, the post-crisis reboot. Read yeah. that. It's very 80s, but it's probably the best 80s comic that is still enjoyable to read. Yep. Mm. So that's next week. Cool. Lots of stuff. Month. Mainly. Super month. Super month. Super June. Is it Super. June? I don't even know anymore. But anyway, I need to go and do other stuff. Yeah. Cool. Okay, guys. Right. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Dun, dun. Dun 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 Really hits my throat doing that. Lethal Watching was brought to you by Phil Doyle and Gerard Boyle and Martin Cobain in association with a bad education dot com. <gasps>